Hello, welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be chatting with each other, chatting with you about a little yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Yay. So kicking it off with some news, mostly about where Emily will be, but a little bit about where I will be too. What have we got? I am going to be at the Goblin Market in Conyers, Georgia, uh, coming up here in February. It is a time travel events event. So if you want to look it up, just search time travel events, Goblin Market, you will find it. Uh, it is super fun. Some Fiber Cup and people came out last year and it was a good time. Uh, it's basically like a fairy market themed event so there are cool artists there are people that are uh like in full makeup as goblins going around trading with you there are like cool little set pieces that you can take pictures with it's a really unique event i really like it and it will be on the 17th of february it's at night it's from like 6 to 10 p.m uh, and it, it it's outside in a covered pavilion this year and the theme is frost fair so it might be a little chilly, but it's a frost fair theme. It sounds like it's one part Ren fair, one part craft fair. Yeah. So it's fun. Good. And then this April 20th, we will both be at the Fiber Witch Festival in Salem, Massachusetts. We're going to be doing so much spooky stuff. It's great. That's going to be a free event, but just with a suggested donation to a local nonprofit. So, uh, Come shop, come do some good, and uh, we'd love to see you. Yeah, and I am organizing that with Anna of Circle of Stitches, which is the Salem local yarn shop. Uh, the event is being held in the Old Town Hall in downtown Salem. So it's super convenient. If you've never been to Salem and you want to visit, it's a great place to come to. Uh, you can walk to all of the attractions and cute shops and stuff. And also that venue is the town hall that the end scene of Hocus Pocus with the dancing takes place in. Uh, so that is festive and fun. And we are planning all sorts of adjacent events. There are going to be walking tours of Salem with other knitters, like a knit and walk tour. Um, we're planning like some get togethers we're planning special guests it's gonna be a really fun time if you would like to get emails uh or just find out more about the show it is fiberwitchfestival.com awesome they must have a really savvy social media manager and marketing expert they must <laughs> it's emily <laughs> <laughs> awesome so jumping in neither of us finished anything this week but we have been working on things you want to start out with our blankets are we showing off our blankets yes i need to extract mine from its giant bag <laughs> well, i can show mine it's right here i am in my last couple weeks of the heirloom temperature blanket which is a mosaic crochet things have been getting colder look we had white you only have 11 more days of this blanket. I know. I'm, I'm, it's going to be very bittersweet. I've gotten really in the habit of doing my morning rose. Mm -hmm. It makes me very happy. I love the little pine trees. Look at these cute little pine trees. Impressive. Mm -hmm. I really like mosaic crochet. I think it's really easy to interpret as predominantly a knitter. Let's see your blanket. Oh my goodness. It's so big. Uh, I am on the last color of the fellowship. I'm about halfway through it. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, this is I Made a Promise, Mr. Frodo. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I finished the Elven Cloak color since we last Mm-hmm. talked, which is this green, and I finished the Horn of Gondor color, which is this kind of cream with yellow and brown speckles. I love it. Yes, and I'm very excited to start on the new set of colors that I've been getting in my advent calendar. I'm just excited to see it get nice, get wider as I add strips to this. It's going to be so fun. Uh, I do think I am going to finish this row, this final color, and put it on some waist yarn and like record a little video, maybe of just me passing the colors by the camera to talk about like the the first set of finished yarn in here so that is exciting it's very big I love it. Every time I see yours, I want to do another northeasterly. and I have woven in some ends on here um I haven't been totally bad um but sorry my yarn ball is like tangled around the end of the Mm project -hmm. here but yes I have woven in ends on this end so <gasps> Whoa, on the cast on edge. On the cast on edge. Yeah, I, mean, I can't really weave in the ends Mm -hmm. on No, the of course other not. side Mm because they have to be attached to the thing. -hmm. Yep, I'm just talking out loud for people who are listening with their ear holes. Yeah, so I'll I'll keep weaving in ends, but yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to not totally ignore that. I'm so impressed with your ends weaving in. Thank you. And I won't put this back in the bag so that I can access the yarn to show you later. Nice. Nice. Are you, do you have socks to show off? We can go socks next. I do have socks to show off. I was just picking it off the floor. I knocked it down <laughs> with my blanket. Look at this whole sock I made. Look at that whole sock you made. It's such a deep, cool blues. This is some It's Lang great. yarn, super soft Mm hmm commercial yarn that I'm using. And I have some knit picks, um, which is the contrast cuff and heel. And mm hmm these are for a dude. They're going to be a friend dude. They might be for my dad dude. I haven't totally decided yet, but there's some dude gift socks. I did measure and I am like about ready to start the toe Mm-hmm. situation. I need to double check and make sure my measurements were right because I did it in a bar last night and it was dark. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a vanilla sock. It got a lot of work during my niece's Christmas choir concert and her dance recital and driving to and from Chicago and
and I'm making decent progress on my second sleeve vibes sweater. It Whoa. is a bodiless sweater. Titches out, just sleeves. Um, this one's for lovely Kiana of Kiana and the Sun Kings. If you're a jazz enjoyer, go check them out. Great band. But I got most of a sleeve done while uh, we were at the bar last night. That looks nice. Yeah, it's a really nice, uh, cool purple. And it is on um, a yak blend. So it's really cozy and soft. And I'm pretty stoked with it. Very nice. Are your uh, progress keepers there for like some shaping that you were doing? Oh, I was just counting rows. And then uh, this is how much I did at the bar. I have to put more markers in it. There's like a big gap where I was counting rows, but um, I just have to go nine inches straight. And I was trying to keep, keep track, but I'm assuming this isn't nine inches yet. Probably not. Probably not. It's never as many inches as you think it is. I mean, that's kind of like a life lesson, especially if you like to go fishing (laughs) or you sleep with men. (sighs) And that's what I've been working on. If you got anything else you're working on? Nope. No. Okie dokie. So I suppose we can jump into acquisitions then. You're going to show me your pretty mini advents for the two towers. Yes, I have so many because we we skipped recording because I was up in Chicago. So I have just a whole bucket of yarn here and they're not in any particular order, um, but I will pull them out of this bag. This is Forbidden Pool. Ooh, so blue, so dark. Potatoes. Oh, so many pretty russets and rusty potato colors. I love potatoes. That one I hadn't talked about. Um, Brago, which is definitely mm-hmm. one that we predicted as we were watching the films and predicting. It's very horse color. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I show you Treebeard? I feel like maybe I showed you. Tree yes, Beard. you showed me Treebeard. Um, this was Helm's Deep. Ooh. It's like gray. Is there a little green in there? Some like moss kind of greens mm-hmm. going on. Some like rock colors. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where was Gondor when the Westworld fall fell. <laughs> That's fantastic. That looks like a blue gray speckle. Yep, blue gray speckle situation. Um, the black gate. Mm. It's black. It's black. Uh, Riders of Rohan. I think we talked about horse. Mm-hmm. Horses. Digging horses. This is Entmoot, which Ooh. was amazing. Um. Hmm? I think this was today's. Uh, it is mm-hmm. blue and green and gray. And it looks mm-hmm. like well, kind of micro stripey. Mm-hmm. Digging through the yarn. Uh, into Fangorn Forest, we talked about, I believe. Mm-hmm. This is keep your forked tongue behind your teeth. Little Ooh, grungy. Grungy brown, blue worm tongue color there's some like kind of gross like dried blood color speckles in there yum <laughs> uh, um nearing the end here olifant oh yay some okay. elephant grays looks like some browns as well mm-hmm. uh shield maiden of rohan oh yeah that's a nice ao and it's got some white some nice greens some browns mm-hmm uh leave now and never come back is a very mm-hmm. like kind of deep chocolatey brown mm-hmm. 
and shadow facts which is oh. a very light gray the color you would expect a shadow facts to be and those are all my little yarns so far i love it i should make note of what day we recorded and separate them out for next time so i don't have to chaotically dig through my yarn pile i did a pretty good job though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice and you said you picked up treasures at the last place you vended at I did pick up treasures at the last place I vended at. I went vended at Show of Hands in Chicago this past weekend, and there were a lot of excellent makers there. One of them was Big Sis Bev's, and they do craft syrups. So I got Ooh. rosemary vanilla maple syrup. Oh. So you make rosemary vanilla maple lattes with. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Uh, I got some cards mm-hmm. from Brayer Babe. Brayer, like, um, for screen. Mm-hmm. So they're little screen printed cat cards with little kitty lumps. Oh, they're very cute. And these are from Little Boat Boutique, which mm-hmm. is like me. They're like a sticker pin art kind of person. But this really nice Illinois design Mm -hmm. shape of illinois with violets on it which is the illinois state flower and i have a violet tattoo because it's the illinois state flower as part of my anniversary tattoo arm so i got the patch version to put on my jacket uh they also had a gumball machine so i have some little gumball machine pins this is a purple bat Mm -hmm. and some other cute little pins how dare they have a gumball machine the same as you i know we have to have a fight this is some body butter ooh, um from rose and perry co and Mm -hmm. it is sweet cherry almond body butter Mm. smells like tea cakes nice that's good and then there was a very cute pottery vendor that I was mm-hmm. looking at called Jam and Bee, like the Bumblebee Ceramics. And they had really cute ceramics. I got this ornaments of a ghost cat. Oh my goodness. Kind of iridescency. And I am mm-hmm. going to hang it on my wall by all of my art in my studio instead of using mm-hmm. it. Nice. So that will be very cute. And then I also got a very cute mug, which I'm also going to bring to my studio because it has some gold on it, so it can't go in the dishwasher. It's a rainbow, a pastel rainbow mug. Nice little pastel rainbow mug. It's so cute. Those are my treasures from the show. And then I also got some treasures from Lauren, which are these really cute crochet coasters that Lauren made me. I did make those. I was learning Jasmine Stitch, and so I made coasters. I have a colorful one, which is in a Knit Picks color called Koi Pond, I think, because I own it. It is. (laughs) And some nice silver uh, color, Mm -hmm. which I suggested Lauren make because the stitch kind of looks like the Epcot ball. really like these and we needed more coasters at the studio so i'm going to bring these to the studio so that we can put our beverages on some surfaces and 
Sarah will be appreciative because Sarah is also a crocheter knitter. So having handmade coasters will make us feel fancy and nice. Yay. <laughs> Those I are my know. items. Fantastic. I don't really have any items. Are you ready for me to tell you a tale? Tell me a tale. So I have quite the tale to tell. I kind of got sucked into a new like true crime-ish documentary. Um, this one is culty. So like all the traditional trigger warnings about culty stuff. But this one, I will say, like, kind of dips into gender identity issues. So if you have any sensitivities about abuse in that regard, this one might not be for you. Maybe just peace out here. I got my information. There was a Netflix documentary, an Amazon documentary, and as well as an episode of Conspirituality on this Twin Flames universe cult. Um, I watched both of the documentaries. I'm going to just, if anybody else is interested, I'm going to say that the Netflix one kind of leaned harder into the trauma porn and everything that the victims went through, but it also balanced it out by letting these people tell their stories and talk about how they were trying to live their lives now that they're out of the cult and the steps they're making, like, towards their own, like, liberation and all that stuff. The one on Amazon was a little... A little less trauma porny. So if you were interested, that's my take on those. There's, I think the accusations are a little more dramatic in the Netflix one as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about Twin Flames Universe, which is a new age cult for the internet era. Like the main people that have, uh, the people at the head of this cult are millennials and like mainly millennials and um, some Gen Z people are the ones that are involved in this. So this is a problem like, born of the big problem that is the internet <laughs> like if you think about apps and modern dating like modern dating sounds really terrible like with all the, the dating apps it's essentially the gamification of dating and love and the commodifying of other human beings who you're supposed to be like finding uh interpersonal connections with and that's a problem also, right they don't really want you to find your forever person because they want you to keep using the app right Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's like, obviously something that's like a kind of gross about apps and the internet and dating in the social media era. But I think what happened here is like, I think a lot of people at this stage of like, I'm living in America are familiar with the horseshoe theory of extremism. Is that like, extremists are extremists. And it's easy if you see the problems on one side to bop over to the other extreme. Yeah. So like, so I think what happened with a lot of this is like people were pretty disillusioned with like Tinder and all that BS. And they were like taking it to the other stream extreme, which is like twin flames and a real like a real just deep dive into making everything super spiritual and super important to the point where people in this group are encouraging other people to do things that are not good for their mental health, like encouraging like real obsession and like even stalking. Um, so that's kind of the overview of what's going on here. The leaders of this cult are Jeff and Shalia Devine. They are Midwestern Last white name. millennials. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about, we're going to, I'm going to do like a little like 
talk about each of them, and then we're going to get into what Twin Flames Universe did. So they're like deeply, deeply problematic things. So Jeff Ayan was, he's like your average millennial attention seeker in suburban Michigan. Like as like, there's a bunch of videos of him as a teenager, just doing normal teen boys who want attention sort of things. Looks like an average American um, goes to business school. Flag number one. (laughs) And um, he has all these attempts at being like a travel and like spirituality based influencer. And he is making all these really pretentious name changes. Like he, he usually keeps Jeff, but he's like adding all these like weird like last names going on I don't I don't like it but they're kind of like like names that you'd give yourself if you're like a b-grade sci-fi chosen white boy sort of last name that's the sort of things he's doing to like his new last names but his first internet scam is claiming that he can kill il- cure illnesses over the internet good 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 and this goes from a. Uh, Curing things as simple as headaches to things as complicated as MS and cancer. Also good. So we definitely have someone here who is um, financially preying on people who are in a bad situation or perhaps frustrated by mainstream medicine or just not, you know, no medicine. Like lots of times common treatments just don't work for people. It happens. Um, so that's kind of the background on Jeff Ayan or Jeff Divine. So Shalia Divine was born Megan Plant. Plant. Um, <laughs> she's got like a pretty solid millennial middle class uh, background. Um, these people, they, they both seem like they grew up like, like not wealthy, but like they didn't like want for anything. Like they were never hungry. Like usually it seemed like and we've seen pictures of them in like high school and college they seem like they had like normal clothes that wouldn't have gotten them picked on uh megan does have like her parents got divorced her dad is interviewed in one of these series it's pretty interesting to get his um his take on it and she's just really into like white woman new age stuff like big big leaning into the whole like standard like cultural appropriation and orientalism of like white lady new age stuff mm-hmm. so that's where we get shalia divine from because megan is just not the name of spiritual leader mm-hmm. it is not special enough there was some like debate um whether megan is like the first victim of this cult and like saying it's all jeff's fault um or whether she's in on the grift, but her father, who, I mean, he didn't seem like he had a ton of um, time with his kids after the divorce, but like her father does seem to think that she's in on it, which is interesting. And the main vibe I get from Shalia Divine is that like, if she could be Gwyneth Paltrow, her, her life would be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. So these two began dating in 2012 and they start Twin Flames Universe in 2017. And we'll talk a little bit about their influences. They're really not doing anything super original. Is it a website? Um, yes, it okay. is an online thing. It's like an app or a website or both. It's a website. There's, it, well, yeah, it's mainly a website. Okay. Um, 
so like all spiritual organizations are promising you something intangible. It's just whether you're going to go for 10% of someone's income for their whole life or a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're going for the a lot quicker. They have not learned anything from mainstream religion. Um, So there's a lot of influences from the secret. There's all this stuff. It's really bad. Of Like all your failures, be them your physical health or your mental health. Like they can all be cured by like positive thinking and following their teachers teachings. So like, it's always, always your fault. So that's, that's like the secret. We've covered that before. Um, Their version of that is they have this thing called the mirror exercise. And you're really going to hate this one. So this one, the the mirror (laughs) exercise, which is like the foundation of like how you better yourself so you can be the perfect true flame and like attract your twin soul or whatnot is like whenever you're having a problem, you take all the pronouns and switch them to yourself. So you're like, I'm mad that my boss won't give me a promotion or like my boss won't give me a promotion because they don't respect me. Or like, I won't promote myself because I don't respect me. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no to that. This, yeah, no, definitely don't like it. Um, and this is... This is something that's going to get weaponized real bad. There's also influences from like the structure of Scientology. There's definitely expensive classes that you are told to go in on. And they're definitely relying on that sunk cost fallacy. So like, oh, if I spent 200, you know, they're of course all angel numbers, the way these things are like, oh, I spent $222 on this first class. Maybe I should go see what the $550 class is about. And then it's like in for a penny, in for a pound, like, oh, you want to be the next level. Scientology founded this, Nexium worked like this. So many, so many things. I mean, to a lesser extent, this is how yoga teacher training, like Western um, yoga teacher training stuff works. I mean, and then there's like MLMs do the same thing. And so does life coaching. It's not about, it's not about like learning things. It's just about recruiting other people under you. Um, and then there is a, a note out of L. Ron Hubbard's book. There is, as things kind of snowball and pick up speed, Jeff deliberately turns it into a religion for like tax evasion purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of like get out of moral hot water from people who are judging, you know, this is my faith. Mm-hmm. So they're promising participants true love and holding up a handful of couples that are a harmonious union. That is like their word for it as examples. And these people become the first coaches. So these people are like all in because they're like the harmonious unions, just like Jeff and Shalia are. Right. Um, so these are the first coaches. They have to pay for expensive social or I mean, expensive special coaching classes, of course, but they are coaching other people. So they're able to make an income off of that. And that seems to be somewhat not like totally financially draining, like the first couple people that are like in harmonious union. Um, and then they start offering unlicensed therapy. Good. So they have another thing I for even for, I know the acronym was MAP, but it just basically amounted to an unlicensed person offering like fake zoom therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I just don't like it. Like I get that not everybody can afford like 
therapy or believes in like the mainstream medical like licensed therapist but like you shouldn't just trust one person like maybe if you're working through something and you don't have money like maybe like a support group or group therapy might be a little bit help more helpful than putting it all on one person who runs a website yeah yeah and Jeff and Shalia start encouraging participants to pursue their true flame at all costs. So this is problematic because sometimes the, the and they're telling people like somebody comes in like, oh, I'm really hung up on my ex or I think this person I had a fleeting connection with is my true flame. And a lot of times Jeff and Shalia will be like, yes, that person's your true flame. You need to pursue them. Um, and they're encouraging people to travel to pursue them. Um, and all this sort of stuff. It's really bad. Um, and a lot of times these about these red flags with these cults. Right. And a lot of times these people were like, will like set boundaries. They're like, uh, no, I'm not interested. Um, and in some cases it got so bad that these people, um, filed restraining orders and Jeff and Shalia encouraged people to violate restraining orders. Oh, good. Yeah. So in addition to encouraging people to pursue pursue people who did not want to be pursued, they encouraged people to stay in relationships that were not healthy and functional. Um, there were definitely ones that were um, problematic age gaps or definitely just things that like weren't working. Um, yeah, or just relationships where like one or both people were having like a mental health struggle and probably could have benefited from um, some sort of avenue of healing that was not Twin Flames universe. Mm -hmm. And they were just telling people like, oh, if you were a better Twin Flame, you could heal your partner's tortured mind. It's, it's real bad. So they're messing with people's relationships, which you would totally expect in something called Twin Flames universe. Mm -hmm. Um and I have like a little list here of some of their high control tactics, which are all like super standard. So there's like the constant high demand thing that you see, you saw a lot in Nexium. There's lots of meetings, lots of tasks, lots of to do's. Um, it's, and then it's making it a cycle that you're in. So you just stay in it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's making it hard for people to have outside jobs. People are encouraged to start working for Twin Flames Universe. Um, people are like, yeah, you, you can't do this. You can't be involved in twin flames and like have a job and like sleep. Mm -hmm. So people are either like not sleeping or quitting their jobs to focus totally on twin flame stuff. There's definitely isolation from previous positive relationships. They're saying things like, oh, if people don't support you, like if your family or your loved ones don't support you on your twin flame journey, you need to cut them out. Just all classic cult stuff. Um, they didn't invent anything. There's also control of diet and weight sort of stuff. This is where I think Jeff, um, Jeff's business school comes out a lot. Normally in a lot of cults, especially ones that rely on like that cultural appropriation, like yoga, ohm, white lady vibe. They're often like, oh, you need to be vegan or like you need to like, they often like starve people and cut people, um, cut people down on their caloric intake. And that, that keeps you a little loopy and easier to control. Jeff went the other direction and he starts selling something called divine dish, which is just like all meat and carbs. And people are like, 
gaining a lot of weight and they're like, oh, but I need to like buy this like meal kit from Jeff because it's important and it's just like not a very healthy thing. Um, so that was interesting and upsetting. <laughs> it's all upsetting. It's so upsetting. And then there's your coercive forced labor, you know, like you do. Coaches are getting paid from their clients uh, in their downlines, but they're expected um, to work for twin flames for free. Like, so they're definitely getting income from their coaching, but they're like, oh, if you believed in the mission, you'd like make the website look really good or do social media marketing or like monitor the Facebook group, which has like tens of thousands of people in it. Um, No, thank you. Yeah. And they're like online all the time and in all these meetings and like things that they're charging people tons of money for these classes. And they're doing, they're doing a lot of the intrusive eye contact and like abusive speech. Like, are you just too stupid to pursue your true flame? Like that sort of stuff. You can see there's so many videos of it, but like so far, this is just like a pretty bad MLM. Um, Then they start going pretty off the rails. Like it gets worse. Mm -hmm. So this starts pulling in some money for Jeff and Shalia and they start doing some conspicuous consumption and prosperity gospel. Mm. Definitely behaving like classic new money chumps. Ultra wealthy people have tailored clothes with no labels. They have subtle cars, Mm. not, they're not, they're not getting the Louis Vuittons with the LV all over everything. Right. That's, that's, that's the aspirational trap to keep for, for people who have disposable income, not for the ultra wealthy. They fall into that trap of capitalism real, real hard. Mm-hmm. And they are using the mirror exercise to do the classic abuser Darvo technique. It's like textbook Darvo, which I think is um, deny, accuse, reverse victim order. And that's something that, um, that abusers or people like have done in abusive relationships for time immemorial. You see it a lot in politics too, when people get accused of doing something. Mm -hmm. So they're doing that. So anytime like they're saying like, Jeff, I don't like the way you're talking to me. Like, why don't you mirror that? So of course, Jeff and Shalia can never be blamed for anything. Yeah. It's always your fault. Clever. And then Jeff claims to be channeling God. Mm-hmm. They've been saying that all along. Like, oh, God told me that this person is your true flame. But it gets worse. Like before it was only just like, we got the message from the divine that that is your true flame. That's what they were doing first. But Jeff starts saying he's the second coming of Jesus, like the J-man himself. Mm -hmm. And you see this a lot in people who claim they can channel, like everybody says their past lives were Joan of Arc and Jesus and Martin Luther King. Like, um, you know, it's just, it's honestly just boring. (laughs) No one's just a peasant in their past lives. Right. Right. He starts saying that he's a second coming of Jesus and he starts growing out his hair and his beard and making all these posts about how he's Jesus. Um, But in reality, 
what he kind of looks like is if you got one of Jason Momoa's like lustrous beard hairs and you made a weak tea out of it and turned it into a very skinny white man. It's kind of just what he looks like. Cool. And they start like prophesizing that Jeff and Shalia are going to have a baby and it's going to be a girl. And that, of course, it's going to be a special child. I forgot what they called it, but like it was essentially like the thing in Scientology where they're like convinced that they're going to have like create the first clear baby. It's they're doing that thing. They call it something. And of course, like this baby is going to be born ascended and above like the need for like their twin flame is God. So like, essentially they're going to be like pure and asexual. Sure. Right. (laughs) But Jeff is also claiming to be God. So I'm not upset by that at all. Deeply. It it gets even more deeply upsetting. Um, And they start preaching some hardcore gender essentialism of every relationship must have, every twin flame harmonious union must have a divine feminine and a divine masculine. Well, of course. Right. And then they start internally matchmaking. Mm -hmm. So like, of course your twin flame is going to be in this twin flame group. Like you're both seeking the same thing. Can you guess what the problem is going to be for this? They're going to have too many of women's. They're going to have too many women. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) This group is 80% women. I'm guessing the majority of them heterosexual. Mm -hmm. Um, There definitely already been a lot of queer couples and a lot of support for uh, queer identified members before. But um, yeah, and like they've they they're definitely like pairing up like the cis hat dudes that had been in there before with the cis hat women that had been in there before, but a lot of the cis hat women were like, this guy is not the guy for me. I don't like this. So given this problem that 80% of this group is female and he- probably majority hetero, Jeff and Shalia start pairing up people who are assigned female at birth and giving assigning divine masculine and divine feminine to one of each one of these people and giving the person that Jeff has decided is the divine masculine new masculine names and even telling them to start using male pronouns cool yeah so this is the part where they set back the movement for trans people to you know have rights yeah because then there's this thing that people can point to that's like they're forcing people to be trans these are these are the goblins that the right wing is freaking out about the actual words. yep yep um and so jeff and shalia start encouraging these people that they have just assigned to be divine masculine encouraging them to to, to transition genders both socially and even pursue gender affirming medical care yeah so a lot of people peace out like a lot of people are like no i I'm a hetero woman and this is not going to do it for me, which is honestly good for them. And this is when they start getting a lot of negative attention. Um, they buy a compound in Michigan in like a gated community. It's just like, you know, somewhere where there's like pretty big lots and fancy houses around a nice lake. They start doing forced labor. So a lot of people like, like are pursuing a gender transition at Jeff's 
insistence, had some strife with their families, a lot of whom, like a lot of the families are interviewed and they are just struggling so hard um, and trying so hard to respect a person's, their, their child's gender identity journey, but it is just so fraught. It's just, yeah. you, it's fraught with so much anguish, but like a lot of these people, like their connections with their family kind of dissolve and they like start being like, come to the compound for an intense boot camp where you're going to learn to be a man with Jeff. It's so bad. And he's starting to encourage people to have babies. Hey, well, you got to make more cult members somehow. You got to make more cult members. And so this makes me think if these people are all people who are assigned female at birth, like a large majority of them, they would need IVF of some, some sort of fertility treatment to have babies. But I wonder whose genetic oh, materials no. going to get used. No. Yeah, that was something that was implied, but nobody stated. And that's what my cynical mind says. I have written on my notes, but who's jizz, Jeff? Question mark. Who's (laughs) jizz? There is a Vice article that comes out in early 2020. And this this interview, this um, journalist was interviewed in the Conspirituality um, podcast episode, as well as the Prime documentary was largely focused on this journalist's work this was like honestly it was pretty bold of them in early 2020 to just like mask up and drive into this drive into this compound full of really messed up people and that's kind of where we're at now they're getting a lot of bad press they lost a lot of members when they started pairing people up against the sexual identities and gender identities that people had chosen for themselves and they just started assigning people new sexualities and genders. Um, but there's a lot of people still in. Like, they're still on the internet taking in money. Thanks. And that is Twin Flames Universe. Cool. What are your thoughts? It's like, what if Tinder was a cult? That's, you know, fun. Right. Oh, I forgot the icing on the cake. In early 2023, Jeff and Shalia Devine had their special baby. Oh, good. Yeah, they were talking publicly about like their IVF journey. So it was pretty convenient. I mean, obviously people's medical journeys are their own, but it was like pretty convenient for them that they prophesized they were going to have a girl child and through IVF, you have a lot more choice in that sort of a thing. So that really uh, lined up nicely for them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's I'm sure the baby's got I, I looked it up, but it's like they I'm sure they named it like Grace Angelica Divine or something like that. It's it's got some obnoxious name. I it's it's real bad. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just hope everybody who was involved in that can find true love in a healthy way and in a supportive way and in a way that they can determine their own gender and sexual identity journey. Mm-hmm. It's deeply depressing. That's what I got. I feel like we should say something cheerful to like not end it on such a downer. I don't know. Cults are bad. Cults are bad. But it's good to learn about them so that you're informed and you don't join one accidentally. 
It's very true. And if you notice a loved one who's starting to say some odd stuff, or you think they might be in a high demand group, I think a lot of times they say just to love and support the things you can and just let them know that you're there for them um, if they want help getting out, but like still maintaining a relationship, being like, hey, I don't want to talk about like your MLM or your cult or, you know, what this is, but we can talk about other stuff. And if you just maintaining that connection um, with the world outside of the high demand group is a good way to tether someone back to reality and hope that they can free themselves from a situation that might not be benefiting them. Yeah. That's positive. So positive. So I guess we will uh, promote ourselves a bit and be on our way. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. You have post-it notes in the shop? I have sticky notes. Uh, oh, post-its, a trademark oh, name. Liam owns that. But I have sticky notes. <laughs> you know, little notes that you can stick on your desk. They have They're very cute. Characters on them like Mothman and Baba Yaga. So check those out. Mm-hmm. Buttercup mm-hmm. likes them. Buttercup loves them. <laughs> I still have lots of good self-striping yarn in my shop. So if you want some of that, you can head on over to fibercoven.com. That will have your links for everything you wish to know about us. It will have links to show notes for this episode you just heard and all previous episodes, as well as links to my yarn, Emily's merch, and to our Patreon, where we do cool stuff. And there are really awesome witchy folks we have access to backlogs of a lot of our blogs and articles, as well as access to video versions of this podcast. I think it's pretty rad. Come hang out with us. Why are there fireworks on you right now? I don't know why there's fireworks in my room. I didn't do anything. I'm not touching anything anyway. Until next week, (laughs) Fiber Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs)